Welcome to episode 55 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll ask the question, is it better to be rich, famous, or infamous? Let's talk all about it with our host, Tammy Fisher. Well, we didn't get rich. We did not get rich. But Montana Values did make it to the national news. Can you believe it? Who knew anyone would take an interest in a little old podcast about Montana? Well, thanks to our friend Tony, the Washington Post came a call in sometime around the middle of last summer. And it was interesting because we thought we were just providing background on the political climate in Montana. But after a while, apparently the Washington Post decided to make Montana values a feature in the article. So if you haven't read the article, you should see how folks from outside of Montana portray Montana. Because from what the reporter has said, she's getting quite a bit of feedback and hate mail from the readers of her article. And a lot of that hate mail seems to be coming from Montana. When she mentioned it to me, I told her, well, it's very hard to come to Montana, get varied perspectives, and write an article that doesn't paint us all with a broad brush. And Montanans take offense when it appears that one segment of our population is being portrayed as all of us in Montana or reflective of Montana. I think the reporter meant well, but didn't understand that her article would ruffle quite a few feathers. And while I think the reporter was trying to weave our state's struggles with suicide into the topic, suicide is very personal to our community. And if you don't know the families that have lost loved ones recently to suicide, referring to their loss in a greater political context of divisiveness without adequate room in the article to provide context It just leads to a strong backlash. Our community is still grieving the loss of our kids to suicide, and it's a very complex issue that has so many layers and causes. It just can't be simplified or placed as an add-on for context. It just can't. Now, if the point was that kids who feel hopeless look to the outside world for hope, and when the adults, like Mark Johnson said in the article, are constantly fighting belittling and bullying one another, well, that doesn't give a desperate child much hope for a brighter future. And I think all of us adults need to be thoughtful about how we treat one another and the example we are setting for our kids. But those things certainly are not the cause of suicide. And that's the thing that a half-page article can't capture, that nuance. So while the rest of America might think that Montana is chock full of extremists, it's not. And what I told the reporter was the extremists are loud, growing, and effective because they don't have jobs. They aren't the majority of us. They are the lazy opportunists among us. They have nothing but their wackadoo agenda to caretake. They aren't busy raising kids, working at private sector jobs, and growing the economy. Take, for example, the wackadoos in the legislature. They rail against the government all the while suckling at its teat. And only its teat, because they don't have another source of income. Being a wackadoo is their income, and they continue to seek better-paying government jobs inside the same government that they profess to hate. Think of who I am talking about, folks. Write down the top 10 wackadoos and list their day jobs next to their names. Do you see that they don't have day jobs? That's right. That's what I'm talking about. They are lazy opportunists. They steal everything. They have stolen 
the Republican Party. They have stolen our language. They have stolen its banner. They have climbed to leadership and bully anyone who doesn't kowtow to their wishes. Take Don Kay, the chair of the Republican Party, for example. He used to be a reasonable guy. He used to be able to cut through the wackadoo crap to find common ground within the party. Now, well, now he's just a puppet of the extremists. He kowtows to whatever they want, and not once has he ever called them out on their horseshit. So they took the opportunity to envelop him. And when he ran against wackadoo Keith Regeer for office, promising he didn't buy into Keith, the, quote, vaccine has tracking devices in it, and Keith, the, quote, women are just like cows, Regeer extremism. But now, I would guess that even if he doesn't buy the wackadoo horseshit, if in his gut he knows it's wrong, he goes along with it to get along. Not worried one bit that he is risking the credibility of the party. Not worried one bit that he has alienated every true Republican and conservative from himself and the local party. So that's just one example of extremists taking the opportunity to push, pull, and bully their way to taking over the party. Another way they did this was to hitch their wagon to Donald Trump. They all became Trumpers wearing MAGA hats and while not actually buying Trump's political agenda. Wackadoos don't want criminal justice reform. They aren't interested in the vaccine Trump streamlined for approval. But Trump was incredibly popular. So they just hitched their wagons to him as a method to promote their own handmaid's tale propaganda and authoritarian principles. And if people think that Trump brought extremism to Montana and that if only Trump was dead, extremism would die, they are sorely mistaken. Extremists started taking over the Republican Party long ago. Mickey, when did you notice the extremists were noodling into the Republican Party? 2006. And you were running campaigns at that time? I was. Initially, that was my first campaign. I think we're on 29 at the moment. Right. That was my first campaign in in 2006. It was a, a campaign. I had a candidate for sheriff. And I noticed then that the local Republican Party had a problem with extremists. And the guy you were running was your traditional Republican conservative. And the guy that was running against him was a wackadoo extremist, as I recall. That would be accurate with an agenda. Right. And who was able to be persuasive within the local Republican Party that he should be the sheriff having no law enforcement experience or background, but because he would promote extremist propaganda. He was incredibly skilled at self-promotion with absolutely zero qualifications. Right. And people were actually buying what he was selling. That's correct. Especially the Republican women. They swooned over him. Even though he was not steeped in Republican or conservative values, he was not known to the community before he just popped up as a candidate for local office. And he wasn't even from here. Correct. Well, I saw it around 2010 or 11 when I was the mayor, when the economy had collapsed and people were really just afraid. It was then that the local pachyderm, which is kind of the Republican group, right? They used to be filled to the brim with a variety of conservatives. They had a Friday noon lunch where they would bring in these dynamic speakers and and really it was good conversation, questions and debate. But before 2011, the local pachyderm was filled to the gills, right? 
you had a variety of conservatives, community involved and business minded. And it started losing membership because the normals took off when the wackies started infiltrating. And by 2013, pachyderm meetings could be held in the phone booth. The same was true for the local Republican women group. The infighting had gotten so bad that the long-term leadership had just walked out. So for those folks that want to blame Trump for extremism, well, that's just a red herring. He has nothing to do with extremism. And now we have more extremists in Montana with the Great Migration. Extremists are moving here because they think we are all like them. That because Trump won the election here by 10 points, that we're all extremists. Well, we can vote for Trump and not be extremist. And we are too nice to tell wackadoos what we think. We're too nice to tell them that we think they're full of shit. But for a newcomer and the newcomer wackadoos to think that we are on the same page politically as them, well, they don't know that Montanans might be simple, but we're not stupid. And they make a lot of assumptions about us normal Montanans. And have you noticed that most wackadoos aren't even from Montana? This is another way that they are lazy opportunists. They see Montana as an easy hit. We're an easy target. Certainly the rich folks that move here and run for office see us as easily bought. They're bringing their special flavor of extremism to Montana because they don't think we will notice, or worse, that we'll actually join them. And maybe they're right. Maybe they think we don't notice that they couldn't pick the Republican platform out of a lineup, that they never bothered to read it, much less adhere to it. Maybe they think that if they call me or Mickey a Democrat, despite all facts and evidence to the contrary, and despite the fact that we read chapter and verse from the Republican platform, they think if they call us rhinos or Democrats, that somehow you will think it's true. And maybe you will. And I guarantee neither Mickey or I will care. Because here's the truth, folks. The extremists will seek to undermine any threats to their existence. And we are a threat to them because we seek the truth. We call them out on their horseshit, and we actually have facts and evidence to substantiate our opinions. And we truly believe that unless we take back the Republican Party and adhere to the platform, we are absolutely screwed as a state and as a nation. Because dum-dums with money will run this country. Even if it's not their own money. Because dum-dums can be bought. And it feels like the dum-dums already run this country. You know, these are the people who were the last kids picked for the kickball team in third grade and who just never got over it. These are the people who are now the extremists. They never matured from third grade rejection. They continue to say whatever it takes to stay in power, to hang out with the popular kids, regardless of whether it's true or whether it's consistent with the platform and the banner of the party they wear. And this is true for both the extremists on the right and the woke extremists on the left. They are ruining this state and this country because we are too polite to say something. Because we largely do live and let live. And these lazy opportunists took advantage of us and our courtesy. Montana Values is the platform that we use to stand up to these bullies and inform. Because the truth, the facts, and the evidence matter. And if the extremists start calling us names or try to undermine our credibility, well, folks, that just means that we're directly over the target. And that means they see us 
as a threat. Because the truth is, in fact, a threat to the charade they have been pulling on the Republican Party and Montana for years. So there it is, folks. We want to thank our friend Tony in the Washington Post for giving us some national attention because our feedback and downloads have skyrocketed. And if you want us to keep telling you the truth, to keep investigating, to keep applying our Montana values and the Republican platform to issues and events in Montana, drop us a line or better yet, become a sponsor. We do this because we need an informed Montana. Montana isn't for sale. No doubt, Montana is absolutely the land of opportunity. But it is never to be taken advantage of and never to be taken for granted. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.